Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode two of the Pride on Ice podcast. Claire and I have our gopher shirts on. We are ready to go, ready to talk about some gopher hockey. Claire, gophers were 3-0 and on the weekend. How are we feeling? Excited. Great start to the season for both teams. Women's team still with an exhibition, but great game against the Whitecaps. Men's team... <laughs> little sketchy at times, but they were able to pull out the wins, which is all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into it. little sketchy is a good way to put it. We got two real live games for both teams coming next week. So we'll talk some recaps of this week and then get into the plan for next week. Claire, you want to start with a review of the Whitecaps scrimmage and the women, or you want to start with a review of uh, two games against the newly promoted Lindenwood Lions? For the men. Let's start with the white caps. Start with the white caps. All right. Great. So the Gophers, as as I think we predicted, Claire, if if I remember right, it was it was tight. It was a great mm-hmm. game, really fantastic game. Um, ended 4-2 in favor of our gophers. Um, what do you think? Uh, any thoughts you had on that game Friday night? I think it was a good test before the season start starts. Good for the freshmen to kind of play at a higher pace um, and also fun community wise to have the white caps playing the gophers. And I think it, was it free? It was free. Yeah, it was completely Which is free. Great to see, you know, the professional team and ex gophers or former gophers on, on the white caps come back and play against, you know, some of their teammates and friends. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really cool. It was it was a good game. Um, goals were scored. Let's see if I can remember this off the top of my head. Taylor Heisey started it off with a goal. Josephine Bouvang, the freshman, had a goal. Emily Odin had one, and then the final goal was scored by I'm gonna I'm I'm I apologize. Tristiana Tater, I believe I probably butchered that that uh, pronunciation, but she got the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Um, Heisey got the first one as you would, as you would probably expect the lines, um, were Boreen, Heisey and Skaya, that great line from last I year. I like that competent or combination a lot. I, I did play really well together. Heisey, I mean, put her with anyone, but the three of them together, really dangerous offensively. Yeah. Yeah. That line was great. I was really impressed with, it was Murphy, um, Emily Odin, and uh, Gray Sumwinkle, which I was a little surprised by, but I really thought I that like line that. was fantastic, especially in the second period. They were really, really good. I like that a lot, that line combination. Yeah, created a lot of chances. Emily Odin was all over causing turnovers, and Murphy and Zumwinkle together are fantastic to, <laughs> to create offense, too. That was really good. Um, I was also really impressed with Bouvang Hemp and Huber. I think they got some power play time. And I think Bouvang's goal was a power play goal. Um, they were good, a little scrappy, which I liked mm-hmm. a little scrappy younger line too, yeah. freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. Good for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, getting them together. Um, and then Kaiser, uh, Norcross and Audrey Redlington, I thought were maybe stood out a little less, but, um, as, as a fourth line, that's, that's pretty darn solid. I think it's pretty, pretty good um, for your, for your lines. Is Connor injured? Uh, did Connor, she get scratched? I think she was scratched. I don't know oh. if she was injured. Yeah. It was Kaiser with Norcross and Wethington, but 
Tater was playing because Tater scored that last goal, but I don't think her shifts were as consistent. I think they were kind of sliding her in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I was really impressed with, and Claire, I think you mentioned this in our first um, episode, but you were talking about it being sort of a rust buster for the Whitecaps. Definitely felt like the Gophers sort of took control um, Mm -hmm. as the game, as the game went on, probably a little bit better conditioning and were a little more Mm -hmm. ready to play. I thought the defense couple Gracie Ostertag. Gracie Ostertag was good. Gracie mm-hmm. Ostertag was really I she good. Looked really good. Lizzie Norton was good uh, as well. Very solid. Couple sketchy turnovers, a couple little over aggressive moves at times. One of the the first goal, I believe it was for the white caps. I think one of the D got up a little um mm-hmm up a little bit and then kind of got beat back on a two on one. Um, so a little, little over aggressive, but nothing, nothing bad from the D I think they played, they played quite well and bodes well going forward. Yeah. And I think you kind of hope as the season goes on, you, you get more disciplined in those situations, but luckily, I mean, with the offensive capabilities of this team, and talk about talk about needing to get more disciplined when we get to the second team that we oh, talk God. about today. We'll, we could talk about getting more disciplined uh, for, for yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that that kind of concludes the scrimmage season or scrimmage mm-hmm. preseason uh, for mm-hmm. the for the women. Excuse me. And we got the good old Bemidji State Beavers coming to town, coming to Ritter for the first couple games of the of the WCHA season. Bemidji and and the Gophers played four times last year, all four won by the Gophers. Couple close ones, couple not so close ones. Uh, Bemidji finished sixth in the WCHA last year of eight. However, Claire, I was looking at at, at earlier this week, they had a loss and a tie on the road against number wow. ten Clarkson. Clarkson. Yeah. So, what do you what do you expect from from the Beavers coming in coming in here for for two games next weekend? I think it'll be close. Um, I think the Gophers will win. I think they'll sweep, but I think they'll be tested in at least one of the games, especially like WCHA, super competitive. So coming in sixth, I don't think is like a good reflection of the talent on Bemidji. So I think, you know, it's a big series for both teams with conference standings and pairwise. Um, but I expect the Gophers to come out on top, but I think it will be great to watch. Yeah. Yeah. There really are no easy games, I think in the WCHA. I mean, yeah, a, a tie on the road against Clarkson. I know it's mm-hmm. early, but that's, that's the number 10 team in the nation. That's a good team. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to get tested. And I think that's good. Like we were saying against the white caps, it'll be, it'll be good for this Gopher team to get tested and play tough games throughout the year. I think mm-hmm. that'll be very important for them. Agreed. So you, you said sweep, I'm going to go with sweep as well. I think um, much like the Lindenwood uh, men's series, I think one will be tight and one might be a little uh, not so close, Um, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. I'm interested in the goalie situation. Are they going to split games? Are they going to pick a starter? That will be one to watch. I guess it might depend on the outcome of the first game. Yeah, I mean, lucky. Luckily for us, both goalies. I mean, all the goalies are phenomenal, but it's interesting. Yeah, that's a really great point, and uh, we'll we'll use that to uh, give a little plug for the uh, Pride on Ice social media's 
Um, follow us on Instagram or Twitter for, for up to the minute updates on who's starting, um, how games are going and, and things like that. But yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, I would imagine you split them. It seems like everything's yeah. been pretty even so far, but I guess, I guess we'll see what they do. I also think why not split, especially because the season is so long. Yeah. Why? like at this point in the year, why not give people a little bit of an extra rest? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt. Can't hurt. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt for both of them to get ice time. Yeah. Agreed. Well, that was a quick review of the white cap scrimmage and the upcoming season up or uh, series with Bemidji state. Any further thoughts on the women, Claire, before we move into a quick uh, recap and preview for the men? I think just on women's NCAA hockey in general, it's, there's, I guess, like the top, what, like 15 teams are all very highly talented. So it's really exciting to watch because you the, the talent's there. Yeah, for sure. And we'll do our best to uh, keep keep you updated on what's going on in the WCHA mm-hmm. as the as the season comes along but you're right and like any you know, team could win the WCHA yeah that's and, what's scary yeah well and the fun thing is like all these great players and teams are coming to Ritter at, at mm-hmm. some time this year and you can you can go watch Olympians and really really good hockey teams that's what's crazy is that you can watch Olympians for a relatively inexpensive price compared to other sports yep eight you can get tickets for eight bucks it's pretty great. Well, uh, let's move on, I guess, to a Lindenwood Lions review. Uh, Gophers won both games four to nothing on Saturday and six to four on Sunday evening. I don't know, Claire, do you want to start with line specifics? Do you want to start with sort of overarching thoughts? What, what stood out to you about, about both of those games? Well, first night, power play was 40%. Oh, Claire's bringing out the stats. Now, I don't know. I don't know what it was. The second night, you know, at times last year, that was a bit of a concern. So I think that's a positive. You know, overall, they came out with the sweep, which is what's important for pairwise. And I think the freshmen getting experience is helpful and growing their confidence. And I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Um, a lot of the, a lot, if not all of the freshmen scored this weekend forwards, which I think last year, a few of the freshmen kind of struggled to score. And it almost felt like this weight of like, when are they going to score and all this pressure. So I think in that sense, um, very positive, but me personally, it was the second game was (laughs) so complacent. Yeah. Yeah, it got a little sketchy at times. Um, I think I wasn't ready for the amount of, yeah, just like complacency and turnovers and just kind of sketchy stuff going on. And, you know, we we sort of spoke about that last week where we said, you know, things might be ugly, things might be weird. And they were, they definitely yeah. were, especially and on there was Like back checking, it was kind of like, 
non-existent yeah lots of lots of turnovers in the neutral zone behind the back passes I think I saw more backhand like little flips little soft passes than I've ever I've ever seen um and you know I'm confident and I think you are too that that Bob will um will coach some of that out and and this will get cleaned up but yeah, it was definitely, um, it definitely felt like an opening weekend of games for yes. sure. For sure. Yes. It is the beginning of the season. So, you know, I think the team aspect and, and being a, a unit um, is still in development. But, you know, last year when Justin Close got the start, um, when Jack LaFontaine left, the team really rallied around him and kind of laid everything out, like trying to limit the shots and help him out as much as possible. And I thought on Sunday, you know, Bardo Skevich, I think that's how you say it, gets his first collegiate start, his first game in over a year. And, you know, people aren't back checking. They give up a breakaway. It's kind of like, you know, he's nervous. Like, let's, lay it all out for our goalie yeah you know yeah it just kind of felt like at times they were late like leaving him hanging and yeah. i didn't think that was that was good at all <laughs> yeah. no no i agree i agree and it's yeah it's a young team they're still they're still figuring it out but yeah there was a lot there was one shift it was that goal i can't remember which goal it was Lindenwood scored but it was the the freshman Five freshman yeah the freshman line was yeah. out and lamb and- both D were freshmen. Yeah, and Lamb and Pinamini, I believe is how you pronounce that. I'm apologizing uh-huh. if it's not. Um, and Connor Kurth had like a solid like 30 minute four check shift, and I was making a note of like, ooh, good shift by the by the first year line. And then Pinamini gets the keeps a puck mm-hmm. in on the blue line and just like throws a puck across ice to yeah. no one, and it hits the Lindenwood guy and he goes in and scores on a breakaway. And I was like that that perfectly sums up this week <laughs> like yeah you did 30 seconds of good and then uh-huh. the final five was terrible yeah um, so it it happens um yeah I thought some of the penalties were avoidable you yeah. know yeah keep, that's like like let's keep our emotions in check yeah um that but, Sunday game that Sunday game was hard it felt like it never had a flow I mean it was just there were so many penalties in that game yes but, you know, the takeaway is, is that they were down and they did come back and they did face adversity and they came out with a win. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's a huge positive because in teams in the past, you know, they haven't been able to come come back from a deficit. So, yeah, I think that's a good point. And, you know, I was I was pleasantly surprised with Lindenwood. I think Saturday they looked that was the game that that I was at. They looked nervous I guess and and just didn't have the puck very much but I thought they they came out on Sunday and they you know they were solid they they played hard and they scored on chances when they had them and and really made it a game so and um, they they had a four check yeah I mean there were times when yeah no doubt were running around their own zone yeah couldn't get it out so yeah I mean I think, yeah, I agree. I think they played, looked way better Sunday and, you know, both their goalies played well. Yeah. For your first, for your first division one series, I think that was yeah. very, very respectable. No doubt. Yeah. Um, 
it'll be fun to see how they do going forward. A lot of people looked looked good. I thought, you know, Brodzinski and Nevers both looked more confident, faster, stronger. Um, the freshmen, any yeah. standouts for you? Yeah. Yeah, I um I liked the Nice Huglin Brodzinski line. I mm-hmm. thought it it passed the Lindenwood test. I want to see it against Mankato. Um Snuggerud, Cooley, and Pitlick. Um I mean, fantastic. Of course, that line might drive me nuts. Or <laughs> if if you know, if Reddy is faking shots and then throwing backhand passes behind the back on a two-on-one against Mankato or a better team, I might lose my mind, uh, but it worked. So we'll see. I think that'll be an interesting group to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Nevers and Nelson looked good. I thought Charlie Strobel looked really good in, in the Sunday game when he got Very to play. confident. Yeah, I did. Confident I thought so. on the puck. I liked him too, because it seemed like he really knew what his role was. I mean, it was mm-hmm. clear. He, he went out and he hit people. He got the puck in good spots and he put pucks on net. Mm-hmm. You know, didn't try to be too cute, just sort of playing a role. Um, and then I thought that the freshman line was good too. I was impressed. I thought Connor Kurth looked like he skated very good, plenty well. Um, I know that was kind of the knock on on him. I thought he looked good. Brody Lamb looked more confident than I thought he would be. So he, I thought he looked good. And then Pinani, uh, Garrett Pinanimi, I thought was 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 solid. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't stand out as much, but. I'd be interested to see how he, how he kind of grows. It, it looks like he might get that fourth line center spot, which is a lot of, a lot of pressure to put on a, on a freshman. So I thought he handled mm-hmm. it well. We'll see, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes uh, going forward. At least for me, the biggest shock of the weekend was Stodiker. Yeah. Um, I think he's, if he was a healthy scratch, I mean, who knows what's going on, but his physicality was really missed and his overall play. I think, you know, he balances out Lacombe's offensive capabilities a lot, like very well. I think he balances it well. And I think, you know, if Lacombe rushes it up and then there's an odd man rush on the way back, he's solid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if he plays next weekend. Uh, Maybe he's like injured or sick and they just were like, why? Let's let some more freshmen get minutes, which is what I hope is going on. Yeah, um, I, I have to believe. I have to believe that's what it is. Because I mean, it seemed like, it seemed like at times this weekend, Bob was just running sort of like a mites setup where he was just sending out 70. the next two D. He was just yeah. sending out the next two guys. Didn't matter who it was, who they were playing with. So, I gotta imagine against Mankato or when you know if he's healthy, I would imagine that Stodicker plays. I can't, I cannot imagine, especially based, he's been the three-year starter. Feels like a leader. Yes, a leader. He brings, you know, there aren't a lot of physical players on the Gophers. He brings the physicality and he and Lacombe have been a pair and a good pair for years now. Um, Two years, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know, I thought Chesley looked really good, but I just can't imagine Middlestat or Thomas taking his spot from him. I, to me, it didn't seem, I, I don't know. I think his presence was definitely missed 
at times there were, it was like yeah. cringe. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it does seem like, it does seem like Bob wants to get Middlestat out there on the second power play unit with Kester. They were running that a lot on mm. Sunday. And I wonder if, if that's what he wants to do. I wonder if they roll seven and Stodiker takes Thomas's spot and then maybe Middlestat comes in and out with Kester and Chesley on the, on the fi- final two. Um, maybe that's how he's going to do it. I don't know. I just can't imagine that Stodiker is not in the lineup if he's healthy, maybe he's yeah. not healthy, yeah. which then this, this is all sort of a moot point yeah. and, and makes total sense. I think though, even at the end of last year, Stodiker was killing penalties, right. right? which like you want if Lacombe and Kester are doing PK, you know, right. you want them to get a, a rest too. So It'll be interesting to see next week what happens if he's out for Mankato. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And again, we'll, uh, we'll try to keep our, keep an eye on things and, and update as the week goes on before that Friday, Saturday series with Mankato, which uh, I guess we can, I guess we can get into now and, and, you know, Hopefully, uh, we get to exercise some demons. Um, the last gopher hockey game that Claire and I went together was the Frozen Four semifinal against Mankato in Boston. I was still in school um, in Vermont at the time. Claire came out to visit. We drove down to Boston. Um, and that ended with me um, dejected, complaining about all of the old Mankato players, high Jack McNeely, um, in the stands at TD Garden. So yeah, hopefully we don't go through that again, Claire. That was a painful night. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. I think it will be interesting though, because you know, Mankato is consistently one of the top teams. They play their system very well and they try and limit shots. Yeah. I think I think it's a home and home. It is. So that'll be interesting in in my opinion to see, you know, Mankato on the the Olympic size versus the standard size. I think, you know, the Olympic size will definitely play to the Gophers speed and ability to, you know, make holes, get passes through because they play so Mankato plays so compact and tries to limit the shots, but on a bigger sheet of ice, I think they'll struggle more. It's going to be a great series. Mankato ranked number five in the nation uh, coming into the year. They lost a exhibition with Nebraska Omaha seven to two. I don't think that really, that really matters. And I agree, Claire, I think no matter what happens this weekend, I think we're going to learn a lot. We're Mm -hmm. going to learn a lot early about this gopher team and it's it is a home and home it's a friday at mariucci and it's a saturday down in mankato and i think if you want to split i think the gophers have to win at home at mariucci i would be very surprised if they dropped against mary at mariucci if they lost the first game I am, I am excited to see logan cooley and and snuggerud and all these kids like you're going down to mankato I mean, that's these. That, yeah. I haven't looked at the average age of Mankato, but I know this past weekend, they said that the average age of the Gophers is 20.8. I'm guessing Mankato is closer to, you know, 22, 23. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're gonna uh, go down. You're gonna go down to a packed barn, and yes. they are gonna be into it, and it's gonna be loud, and it's and gonna be intense. Yep. And they're physical. Yep. And yeah, I think you're right too. It'll be the first for the freshmen their first college hockey game. Yeah. At least series, because I'm sure Mariucci will be way more packed than it was this past weekend. Yeah. Um, where you'll have that fan base, the crowd will be into it and it'll be hard. Yeah. It will be a hard weekend. Yeah. And it'll be fun though. It'll be fun. And I think, you know, like we said last week, like even if, even if things don't go well, you know, I'm just excited to see them, see them battle a little bit, see them in a series against a team that'll push them. And, you know, even if, even if the outcome isn't, isn't what we want, especially in that Mankato game on Saturday, you know, I want to see them react. I want to see, you know, how they do when things don't go their way, when they've got to kill a couple penalties and it's loud, I think. It'll I, be think fun. It, I think it's also great that they're having this series at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I don't think last season they play, even played Mankato in the regular season yeah. or did they? I don't think they did. I don't, I don't think they so. did. And I think, the Minnesota rivalries, great atmosphere, great games, gritty team. And I think it'll be good before playoffs that they're playing teams in other conferences that are very good, very experienced. And you will hopefully, if you make it through the rounds of playoffs, you know, you'll, you'll be playing teams like, like this that play these systems or in fact, this team. So I think it'll be a great test for the freshmen yeah, and the yeah. team in general. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Good to play these teams now, get a feel for things um, and sort of know what you're, know what you're up against. Do you, you got any predictions for how you think this series will turn out Friday at Mariucci Saturday at Mankato? I forget what their rink is called. I predict this is optimism. I predict a split. Okay. I think the part of the reason I predict that, you know, I, I, I didn't watch any Mankato versus Nebraska Omaha, but seven goals. I don't think in recent history, mate, I remember a Mankato team allowing seven goals. I mean, there are games where they don't allow seven shots. Is that goalie <laughs> still there? What's his no. name? No, the 24 or five-year-old. What was uh, his name? Dryden McKay. Dryden McKay. Dryden no, McKay, no, no, no. He got, um, he had that drug thing. I don't, because he, remember, he was going to sign with the NHL, but then he. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The weird supplement thing. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, I didn't follow it enough, but it sounded like he was just taking a supplement that had some, like acetaminophen right. or like something like. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I that to me, and I think also the Olympic size ice. I think the veteran gophers are going to be on Friday are going to come out pissed that Mankato ended the season last year, especially in the fashion that it did. That game was embarrassing. I think you know, hopefully they come out ready to play, and we get we get a big victory on Friday, and then go down to Mankato with a little confidence. I love what, your are, what are your thoughts? I love your optimism. I love your optimism. You think I, they're going to get swept? I don't think they're going to get swept. I think if you're going to win one, it's got to be Friday. 
I think they can win on Friday. I think they can win on Friday, but also Claire, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If this team gets, you know, I don't know. I hate, this is a terrible phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway. If this team gets punched in the mouth a little bit, you know, you're coming into the year second overall number two in the nation, little, little cocky this weekend, little cocky. You know, you got Logan Cooley, the number three overall pick. You got all your, you know, all your, Incoming core in the nation, all your incoming freshmen. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if they get a little bit of a reality check. And if that's winning on Friday and then like coming in with a little confidence on Saturday and getting beaten a little handle handily in Mankato, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's the way it is. It's agreed. They're going to get and better. I good point. They will. And I do think it will be a good test, hopefully, of, um, PK and penal and power play. I just hope that they don't take as many penalties this next weekend. Cause you know, you're taking penalties like that against Mankato. Good luck. Yeah. Right. We said that we said that, I mean, and say it again, like it's gotta be marketably better in all aspects than it was against Lindenwood. If yes. you want a chance, if you play that way, you're going to lose both games. Um, and they're not going to be close. Right. Right. Exactly. So I think they will improve how much we'll see. We're both, we're both thinking lit. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Any, any final thoughts on the weekend, Claire, we got regular season coming in, coming in hot for both teams. Uh, WCHA games for the women, I guess, technically non-conference, but definitely sort of a rivalry game. A couple of games for the men should be a great weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, women are going to kick off a great year. The men, it'll be a good test going forward. Um, And hopefully, you know, come later in the year, games get grittier. They'll have already experienced it a little here and that'll pay off. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed for a 4-0 weekend for Gopher Hockey. Before we say goodbye, we would just like to say thank you again for everyone who has listened. If you can share us, share this with with everyone you know. Follow our follow our social medias. Um, we've got lots of lots of video breakdowns, and uh, we'll also try to keep you updated on who's playing, who's hurt, and what the weekend's going to look like. So this has been a blast again, Claire. It's good to talk to you, um, and we'll talk again. Uh, next Thursday, hopefully talking about four gopher wins. Mm-hmm.